let's say you get your PMS and you start feeling crabby about a bunch of stuff and you start nagging or complaining. Um, and then you go, Oh no, it's just my PMS. It's just my PMS. And you ignore it. You ignore the messages that are actually coming through. And so they come back next month and they come back again and again and again. And so when we are viewing a person or uh, even ourselves and be like, why am I so emotional? Girl, it's because you have been ignoring the same message every month. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Witchy Wellness Radio. This is a show you learn how your body and emotions are not in the way, they are leading the way. And our beautiful guest today, Alicia Meek, is here to talk about that at length. We're specifically going to talk about the moon and our menstrual cycles, a little bit of medical intuition, maybe even some tarot. We'll see how the conversation unfolds, but more on Alicia. She is an intuitive coach, spiritual guide, and medical intuitive, using tarot as a medium for communication with the higher self, spirit guides, and divine. Alicia embodies and teaches moon astrology, women's wisdom, divination, and spiritual practices. Say no more. She is very welcome and is a fellow witchy wellness person herself. Welcome so much to the show. It's such an honor to have you on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Mm-hmm. And I love starting off here, you know, this reading that bio, you know, just so resonates with me and I'm sure so many of the listeners. But we also know there's a story or heroine's journey behind it all. You know, what what spiritual journey a really awakening journey got us to where we are today. So I know the listeners and myself included would love to hear your abridged version of awakening. How did you get to do this beautiful work that you do today? I mean, it's, it's a big question because there's never, I don't know if there's ever like one moment I've definitely like identified some and you know, when you're doing like the business thing and the social media thing, everybody's telling you, you need to like write your story. And I'm like, I keep writing different sections of it. I'm like, no, like I was four years old when I figured out that I had like extra sensory. I'm like, I can see somebody, but they're not really there kind of a thing. And like, I can hear things and like, I um, know things are going to happen before they happen. And obviously not all the time, but, um, but a lot of the time. And so I kind of figured that out when I was four and I actively started rejecting it at that point. And then I would say what was like the the big awakening for me was definitely when I was 11 years old and my dad, I love him, but he is the definition of the patriarchy. Like, and he will literally say that as well. He's very proud of it. And so, so when I was 11, you know, I had been hearing him my whole life say these things to my mom and me and my sisters. It was basically like, you're a woman and this is what that means. And you can't ever go against me. You can't ever disagree with me. You can't ever this, that. And when I was 11, I heard him say, or he was saying to me, I think, and my mom was in the room and he was saying, if your mother ever disagreed with me, I would leave this house and you would never see me again. And something in me just snapped. And I was like, oh no, you did not just say that about my beautiful, wonderful mother. Like if, if that's how easy it is for you to leave, like you just go. And so I went from being, this child that hid behind my mom's leg my entire life, just like in my little safety zone and like did not speak up, did not have an opinion about anything um, to all of a sudden 
getting in his face basically and being like, no, like, don't, you can't talk to me like that. You can't talk to my mother like that. Like what you're saying isn't right. And the way that I, when I was older and I look back on that, the way that I viewed it is like, I all of a sudden downloaded every past life, like every ancestor, like, you know, just all of this, all of this information. And it was just like, all of a sudden I had access to all of this information, all of this opinion, all of this, like, Viver, you know, like I didn't have that in me before. I was just kind of so mousy and just like mousing through life. And then all of a sudden, and my parents both remember it as well. They were like, You were such a great kid. And then all of a sudden, and I was like, Yeah, and I'm damn proud of that. Like, I'm super happy about that because, um, you know, I don't, I don't have a huge amount of resentment towards my dad because I'm like, Wow, these challenges really made me who I am and brought me to the point that I am. And he's not stoked about it, but I am. <laughs> yeah so I, I call that my I would call that my awakening beautiful yeah, yeah I know like I love how you phrase it it's those challenges those moments of contrast if you will that really make you either something inside you shifts like you or search for something different mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. instead of keep searching outside looking inward and it's it's a really good perspective to have for any part of growth on schoolroom earth. And I think when we can have that perspective, it allows us to kind of get out of that victim. And I think for you, it's just there, I don't even know if there was a, a victim. It sounds like that, that, that light just flipped on and it was full, full embodiment. And I know it just, it sounds like kind of the, the story of a lot of women now that are kind of awakening, you know, we have a lot of the sacred rage uh coming up right now or we're, we're balancing the our own healing of our own feminine and masculine inside of us and i know in myself there even today it's like i really have to honor that because like goddess kali energy the the destruction but rebirth energy there's something sacred with that anger like that angers will create things but learning to listen to our bodies and I guess channel or transmute that energy is kind of a different story so kind of off topic but not in terms of like really embodying that feminine i i know a lot of us that like the feminist movement is it's just really kind of angry and in a way this ang victim anger of how we can still be empowered and who we are and not how you know you know what i'm saying like not be stuck in that victim paradigm I definitely agree with that because there's a difference between like expressing your power and being yeah. angry. And because like uh, on a psychological level, we know that people don't react well to anger. So anger is not, is not really productive. And if you look throughout history, it hasn't been productive, at least not in the way that the feminine would have wanted our history to be productive, you know? And so I mean, I would definitely, I definitely consider myself um, a feminist and my dad yells that word at me all the time. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I'm definitely not angry about it. It's more, it's more just instead just stepping into a place where um, we're not talking about the past anymore. It's like, no, we're talking about here and now, and this is how it goes now. And I'm not going to sit here and take less money or, you know, take your bullshit or be mansplained to like, I'm not, I'm just not doing it. So cool. Okay. Thank you. Yep. It's all about being present and claiming what you're worth and knowing who you are and what you're worth. And for me, 
so much of that was tuning into my body, listening to my body. And that's why the show's tagline is your body is not in the way, it's leading the way, including your menstrual cycle. Because for years, years, I was suffering I, I, the worst cramps. I would throw up sometimes. And growing up, the pain was so bad. And the more I got in tune with me and my emotions and cleaned up 3D stuff, like it was eating healthier to help my balance my hormones, but the emotional and spiritual side of it and just honoring how sacred it is to have this cycle. It was just like magically, it was like you're switch flipping that I know that this is such a, a beautiful opportunity to do healing work every single month for me. And I know when I do have some symptoms come up for me during my menstrual phase and my cycle, that's when I've overly stepped in my masculine or there's something I'm not looking at. And it's just my body going, all right, here's your opportunity to take that time to actually tune inward and, and actually listen to what's what's coming up. And I know that you are super into tuning into your body's wisdom, the cycle of your menstrual cycle and the moon because everything in life is a cycle. Everything in life absolutely, is a cycle. Absolutely everything. <laughs> and as women, we literally reflect every yes. single one of those cycles, like every single one. So like any women that are looking for empowerment, like when you learn about these cycles and you go, wow, I am that. That is me. And it makes you feel really fucking important. And we all need that. <laughs> you know, we all need to go out. No, you know, I'm not just you know, a drop in the bucket or, you know, an ant on an anthill, like, no, there's, there's, there's more to it here. And, you know, when it comes to like, yeah, there's the menstrual cycle on the moon and like your intuition feeds into all of that as well, because intuition is like thirst. If you ignore your thirst, it gets quieter and quieter and quieter and you just become more and more dehydrated. It's the same thing with intuition. If intuition tells you a hundred times, stop playing out this pattern and you just go, no, I don't trust myself. I trust this other person to tell me what I should be doing. And so I'm going to ignore my own intuition. I'm going to continue to do that. And the intuition gets quieter and quieter and quieter. Then you wake up in crisis one day and you go, why can't I hear myself? Where is my intuition? Like, where is that? I remember it. Where did it go? Kind of a thing. And, you know, we can't go into a place of anger or blame or whatever at that point. It's just like, no, we have to start like, harnessing and drawing it in. One of the best ways to do that is to start tracking and following your menstrual cycle and knowing exactly, you know, because when I did it, the first thing that I did was I got a little book and I wrote day one, feel like shit, da, 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 all this kind of stuff. And I went through day one, day two, day three, I went all the way, you know, I did probably four or five months and I found all of my patterns within that. And then I brought the moon into that, started tracking all of that in. And that's when my intuition came back. And that's when it all just kind of in like my psychic ability, all of that just kind of came back in and, and yeah, and it just, it just all fits in. It's just like a puzzle. It just all fits in together. Yeah. And then for me, yeah. Tracking with the moon and harnessing the, those energies too. And I don't think a lot of women, maybe witchy wellness listeners know this, but without artificial light, women would be really synced up to the moon cycles, either bleeding on the new moon or the full moon. Um, I tend to bleed more with the full moon, which makes kind of sense. Like those women, if correct me if I'm wrong, are more like the healers kind of coming forth to give their own um, 
healing energy to the world and the other archetype is more motherly kind of energy is that right yeah yeah that's right so there's the white and the red moon cycle and there's yeah. a couple of people out there that are like there's the purple and the pink and i'm like no no <laughs> we don't we don't need to mess with something that's perfect because if we are you know bleeding somewhere around the quarter moons then we're having hormonal disruption we're on medication or we're transitioning from one to the other because you know if you move into a new house and and you start nesting and like making your house really nice and gardening and spending you know and your prerogative becomes your lifestyle at home that puts you into the white moon cycle and so yeah, it's absolutely, it's mothering, but mothering isn't just for children. It's for your partners. It's for your plant babies. It's for your house. You know, it's for all this stuff. And then, um, I'm also a red moon woman. So I always remember that, you know, you're bleeding over a full moon and it makes it red. And so we have got the, the red moon woman and yeah, so that's, these were the women that were the doctors, the spiritual leaders, like the ones that were communing with divine and channeling and then, so how we've taken that into modern times is figuring out how to create these businesses because we feel this deep calling to share this information. Where it's like, I know that there's something in there. And the second that you open your mouth, you just it just starts to flow out. And you're like, wow, like I didn't even know I had this in me. And uh, so that's how it's kind of translated into these times. And so a uh, red moon woman is really looking to serve her community. Like that is her prerogative. Like, yeah you know, we're, we might be a little bit messier at home and we're not, you know, we're not thinking about having a baby um, anytime soon, but it's like, we're really thinking about how do, how can I serve my community? How can I give back to my, what do I have? I know that I have something and I just have this deep need to offer it and to give it. I just noticed you're, I think you're wearing a red shirt as well. Is that an orange or red shirt? Yeah, it's orangey red. Yeah, yeah. I was like, how perfect. You're talking about the red moon. And I'm like, of course, she's on brand here today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it, that, and that has been such my life story. And I'm sure I'm, I know that's so many of our listeners' story too, feeling like there's something inside of you that you need to share. You might not know what it is, but it's there. And you feel that, that higher calling and sinking yourself learning about these cycles like your menstrual and the moon cycle like you said really helped you tune into your intuition really started to develop that that muscle if you will again i feel like in my practice it's been kind of a muscle you got to train and really listen to like you said because it will just get quieter and quieter and quieter what um i guess how can you start to do that with this wisdom of these cycles what are some things that maybe the listeners can do this next cycle to pay attention to or to honor or embody in order to start to really cultivate that intuition again. Yeah. So like in terms of, in terms of, well, I'll start with intuition. So if you want to like hone your intuition again, bring it back in your intuition, like it or a spirit guide it takes a while to figure out which is which sometimes when those, you know, voices come in, however we receive them. If they tell you to turn left, like just, just turn left, you know, take that different route home, whatever, whatever it is, that tiny, tiny thing that comes in, um, just follow it right away. And then, you know, like you said, it's like a muscle. Now I feel stronger. So now I can like pick up a heavier weight. And, and so intuition is going to come in again and be like, Hey, you shouldn't be in that relationship. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> and gives you an opportunity to really listen to that. And, um, so just kind of like slowly 
on that basis is like, we need to be on the intuition all of the time. And then in terms of like menstrual cycles specifically, tracking it every single day, how do I feel, you know, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically, like what is, what is going on with everything and going through it and, and tracking those cycles. And then also like, how do I feel the first week? How do I feel the second week? How do I feel the third week and the fourth week? And what are the differences between these phases and like what's actually happening inside my body and honoring the yin and the yang of the menstrual cycle as well, because we live in this masculine world where everybody thinks that we should just be energetic every day and going straight every day and accomplish the same amount of productivity every single day. But you, the great, one of the great things about cycles and about women, because we are the cycles, is that it's telling us, no, that's not actually productive to be that way. Because if we are masculine and just going straight all the time, you're probably going in the wrong direction because you're not course correcting. And yin times is when you course correct. And uh, so that's super important. So figuring out where your body does that. And so when we bring the moon into that, when you go through, when you understand moon astrology, so I do moon phase astrology. And so that takes us through, what does the new moon mean? What is the new, what, you know, what is the, the, the waxing crescent and what is the first quarter and the, the waxing gibbous and all of that is what are the meanings of each one of those? And uh, and everything takes you on a journey. It's taking you through a journey and through the moon cycle as well, as well as the menstrual cycle, we see we're going from um, a yang in the new moon coming out of the yin that was the dark moon. And then we keep going around and around and we're switching from yin to yang, yin to yang, yin to yang, because there's a time to stay home and get your shit together and pay attention to your mind and your spirit. And there's a time to wake up and go, okay, today is the day that I'm going to go out into the world and I'm just going to rage forward and make this happen. And then, you know, you do that yan phase and then you need to come home and be quiet again and go, okay, was that, was what, what about that is right? What about that? Do I actually want to hold? Is that in alignment with me? Because when we get really excited, you know, we call like 10 people and we're like, oh my God, I haven't seen you in forever. Like we should totally hang out. And then when you go into the yin phase, you're like, actually, you know, I just don't have time for that many people. And I'm just not that interested in it. And so that's what's important with the yin and the yang. So when we go into yin, we can kind of like look at ourselves more and also take responsibility for ourselves and go, okay, I got really excited and I made some promises that I can't keep. And instead of ghosting this, I'm actually going to, you know, close and complete my cycle by going back to these people and saying, I'm sorry, I actually can't follow through with this commitment. And so I'm going to have to close and complete it and like good luck and then, you know, all of that. And that's really, really important part of, intuition and being in alignment and following the moon. And so the way that I teach the moon cycles really teaches you how to do that. It's like, at what points do you need to do that? The take the step back and go, what's in alignment? What's not in alignment? So that all of that kind of mixed together brings you much closer to your intuition because your intuition is also going to tell you to take responsibility. And then your ego is going to be like, no, no, just don't say anything. Just don't do it. <laughs> um, and so who do you want to listen to? You have to decide what you want in your life. Who do you want to be as well? And like, it can be difficult to send those emails. Sometimes it's like, you know, I made a commitment. I can't follow through with it. Like I'm, I'm just not gonna, it's not gonna happen. And I apologize for that. And I never should have made it in the first place, but you know, what kind of a person do you become when you stay inside of that alignment and stay inside of that responsibility 
And then you're literally closing and completing on each cycle because we can keep going through cycle and cycle and cycle and just missing the same things over and over and over again. And then we see that as like, we see that as cramps. We see that as heavy bleeding. We see that as like hormonal disruption. And so the more that we can pull all this alignment in, I mean, on every single level, we're nourishing ourselves and becoming, you know, more complete. Oh, I, lo- I love every, every part of that. And especially about like the intuition. If you hear turn left, turn left. And I do that on my walks. This is how I love to practice it. I'll just walk out the door, stand in the hallway, just, okay, where are we going? Where are we going? And just be led. And it might not make sense. I might go in a few circles and then, you know, go around the rest of the block. And it, every time I'm really connected and listening, I'll end up running into a friend, get to meet a new dog or like, I'll, or my partner, he'll come home the same time I'm coming home. Like it, it, all these little things that when you listen, you start to build that trust and go, oh, okay. Every time I do listen to myself, everything always does work out. And it surprises me in a way that I least expect. And it just is just better and better and better and better and better. So for me, it's like the little things are the big things. So practicing something like that might sound silly, but it really starts to train your ego almost to like calm it down, like petting your ego, like it's okay to listen. We can live, it's just a walk. Let's, you know, just, just kind of tuning into it all. But yeah, that's, I've had so many little magical moments happening because of that. And one time when I was living alone, I lived in this cute little like downtown neighborhood. I had a cute local theater and I just ended up bringing like a credit card with me because I was like, maybe I want to eat something or, you know, I, d- I didn't know what I was going to do. And I happened to just walk by the theater at exactly like five, 10 minutes before a movie was starting. It was a wrinkle in time. And it was the most magical because I wasn't expecting it. And I was like, I'm just going to go in and watch a movie, you know, and it was like this beautiful, the movie, exactly what I needed to hear. And when I was, I don't even remember really what the message was, but it was what I needed to hear at that time. And it was so power. I wasn't expecting it. I didn't plan for it, but it was just building that intuitive muscle and checking in and like, all right, let's go. Let's try it. That's so great. That's such a great story. And that's so true because like we have to consider all of the things that take us outside of ourselves. And we have these society rules. Um, Like you need to be productive. You can't go to a movie. You can't go to a movie by yourself. You're alone. (laughs) Everyone's going to think this and this of you. And that, that, you know, these, these rules that exist within our society pull us away from ourselves. And, you know, and a lot of spiritual practice is, is actually doing what makes you feel really uncomfortable and really awkward. And that's, you know, some people think that that seems harsh sometimes, but you have to understand that the practice of doing something like that, allowing yourself to be uncomfortable is so that in those moments you can go, no, I'm just going to let myself go to the movie by myself because, you know, for some listeners, you're going to think that doesn't sound like a big deal. I would do that. But for a lot of other ones, they'd be like, I would never do that. Oh my God, I would never do that. Like that would never happen. And, um, and so we have to, we have to train ourselves to be comfortable with some discomfort. This is what creates resilience. And this is what we need, you know, in a time where we have so many hormonal disruptors in our 
food and our, and in our clothing, even we're finding out how many chemicals in our clothing, like we really need to find resilience. And because health is a lot in the mind, it's so much in the mind. And, uh, and if we can find that and kind of bring it all. So it's, you know, it's not just, it's not just spiritual and physical, like they're very much intertwined with each other. And like, if, if, if one is out of balance, which as a medical intuitive, I've absolutely seen it be imbalanced where somebody is just like decides they don't want to be in their body anymore. So they're meditating for like the majority of the day and then their body doesn't want to eat anymore. And their body's like, I'm allergic to everything, you know? And so creating resilience, using the body to create resilience and using your spirituality to create resilience is just everything that we need it's everything that we need right now yeah and i mean that's another reason why the show is your body and emotions are in the way they're leading the way because so much of my life leading up to my own awakening journey was being the overly sensitive person emotionally physically any sense or chemicals on my body would react acne digestive issues migraines all of these things my body was like dude can we just take a second <laughs> and come back to yourself? Come, you know, just take a second and breathe. And a lot, I mean, I've done, I, I started in a very 3D health centered way of like, you know, eating vegan and very clean and that did help, you know, it did support my body, but none of the issues permanently really were healed until I really started listening and did the integration work and and really just understood that every single thing in my life, including these digestive issues, hormonal stuff popping up, random diagnosis, were all happening for me because they were literally just the messengers to tell me, hey, you're off course. You need to take a look at this. You know, metaphysically, energetically, what is the pattern that's coming up right now for me? We're talking about cycles, but these physical manifestations are just your body being like, all right, enough like not enough already but like we love you this much to get your attention and for me the biggest thing is just being able to accept that my body is helping my body mm -hmm. is not in the way it is leading the way and mm -hmm. i know last year i went through a big change in my life and my skin was so reactive i had acne i felt like i was in puberty again everywhere on my chest and my back and i was just so ashamed and all these emotions were coming up about it but it wasn't until i started to thank it for pushing out all the detox, you know, detoxing my body, doing the emotional work. That's when my skin started to clear up. It just wanted to be loved. That whatever part of me I was processing that was actually dying and I was rebirthing that part of me, it just wanted to be loved and accepted. And it was just like this light switch again, flipped. And it just magically started to heal. Mm -hmm. and, and just literally loving every single part of us, even when we feel like it's you know, in the way it's really not. <laughs> yeah. I always think about that as, as, um, as, you know, when I go into moments of shame, oh, I have a little bit of a belly or I have this, or, you know, my, my skin is changing as I get older. I'm like, you know, we can't just imagine ourselves like 30 years from now, looking at a picture of us now and just being like, oh girl, you're so beautiful. Like just enjoy every second of it. Like just, just, just take, inhale that in and just rock it and enjoy it. And and yeah, and I think that's, that's, that's a good reminder for me anyways, because I look back at pictures of me when I was like 16 and I was so depressed and uncomfortable in my body and uncomfortable in my, 
my puberty and you know all this stuff and and uh but I look back at it and I'm like I looked great I was doing great I, sh I wish that I could have enjoyed that more and so I'm trying to make sure now that I can enjoy that more totally agree and for me it's interesting my my face you know I'm in my mid-30s now but my face from 16 year old me to now face has completely changed shape you know, I still look like me, but this, the shape of just, I don't know. I mean, I know I've cleaned up my diet and all those chemicals, but the energetic work and just loving myself, just it's the less puffiness of it all. It's like, I'm less inflamed because mm -hmm. I love myself more. And that, it always, yeah, just, it always comes back to self-love for me, especially with my period and using it as this this tool, this sacred cycle of doing the deeper work. For me, it's, there's always the emotions that are coming up in my luteal phase before my menstrual cycle, before the menstrual phase. For me, how I practice is what is coming up for me right now, because typically people say, you know, PMS symptoms, over emotional, but Eckhart Tolle has talked about it. It's this beautiful opportunity to tap into our own pain body of that ego that men just don't have like we we it cracks us open to be able to like you said the yin and the yang just kind of tuning inward to that energy it's not it's we can't we're not a victim to the cycle it's really a beautiful time to do this deep work to listen and tune inward so i would love to kind of hear the emotional side or like the ego kind of healing side because i know a lot of women just feel those emotions those waves of emotions come up during that time of their cycle how can we learn to love that, integrate that, and kind of ride those waves, if you will? <laughs> I mean, like, first of all, let's let's just like take a minute to acknowledge what that even looks like and what what it what actually happens. So let's say you get your PMS and you start feeling crabby about a bunch of stuff and you start nagging or complaining. Um, and then you go, oh no, it's just my PMS, it's just my PMS, and you ignore it you ignore the messages that are actually coming through. And so they come back next month and they come back again and again and again. And so when we are viewing a person or uh, even ourselves and be like, why am I so emotional girl? It's because you have been ignoring the same message every month. Um, and sometimes the period just stops as well when that message is not being received. Like it just full on stops for like months at a time. And that's, you know, so doctors say that's because of stress. Okay. So what is stress caused by? Stress is caused by misalignment. What is misalignment caused by? It's caused by not listening to yourself, not listening to your intuition. And so part of the cycle as well is, and it, you know, not allowing those symptoms to, to kind of double up every month that you go forward is listen to the complaint that's coming through, acknowledge it. So in my, in my, my, like my moon astrology training was telling people, so it, whether you bleed over a full moon or not, everybody has full moon complaints because it brings this intensity, you know, with so much illumination, it brings so much intensity with it. And so we have all these complaints going on and our mind is like rushing, rushing, rushing. And we need to acknowledge those. It doesn't mean that we need to do anything about it right now, because we also know whether it's a full moon or whether you're PMSing or in your menstrual phase is that the expression might come out as crying and screaming, as opposed to, I'd like to talk to you about the way that I'm feeling 
And I'm wondering if we can find a solution together because I love and cherish you instead of being like, you ruined my life and I hate you. And like, and so, so whether it's, you know, over a full moon or PMS menstrual, we need to be writing and we need to create this time in this yin. We need to create this time of like giving ourselves space and allowing ourselves to be heard. And so this is where negative coping mechanisms come in. What are our negative coping mechanisms? I mean, like, I know for me, my family is very chaotic and they fight so much. And so it really stresses me out. And so I found what I do is I'll just watch TV if my mind is, you know, and then it kind of like keeps me outside of it. And then, but no, I'm barreling towards a crisis because I'm not listening. I'm not listening anymore. I'm not hearing it. And if you hear it, the ego and the intuition, they need to come together. It's like all of these, like the fight against drugs, the fight against cancer, the fight. No, <laughs> that is never going to work. How has that gone so far, guys? Like, it is not done well. Because um, specifically with cancer, it's like we all have cancerous cells inside of us all of the time. And so if they're growing, it's showing us, it's like you said, it's a symptom of something coming up. It's trying to, it's, I love you. Like we need you to do something. And so fighting it, you're fighting yourself. You're fighting your own body. You're like literally and some of those treatments are literally trying to kill your own body. And, uh, you know, this isn't, this isn't nourishing. This isn't listening. And it's, it's overly masculine. And we're in this world where the majority of advice, if you Google something, the advice that comes up, is going to be masculine that is going to be the masculine advice that comes up and we need to you know draw back in allow ourselves to be feminine and like we absolutely need the polarities they're very you know when you're in yang go be in your yang be you know i'm gonna barrel through this whether it feels you know good or not i'm gonna do this marathon or whatever it is or i'm gonna do you know like eight hours of schoolwork or whatever whatever that is and then in the yin you need to quiet down. You need to listen up. You need to write it down and go, okay, so which is ego and which is intuition? Like what is the intuitive information coming in and, and where's the ego coming in? And we need to be able to recognize those, those two voices. And so that when that ego does come in really strong, because if we start acknowledging both, neither are like the, the ego is not going to be so strong anymore. The ego is, is, is like, and Eckhart totally talks about this as well, where he's like, you know, listen, listen and acknowledge, but don't identify with it. Don't be like, I am the ego. And these are my thoughts because you must've had so many horrible thoughts in your life and go, that's not me. I don't think that's me. No, it's not. You've got this hardware in your brain. That's like, how do we protect ourselves? And, you know, and then we pick up information all over the world, you know, from friends, from family, from situations, from the news from the internet, from Instagram, all of this stuff, and it all feeds that ego part. And then the ego will start reflecting back ideas to us. <laughs> terrible, terrible ideas. We just go, okay, like, I know you're hurting. I know that you're upset. And I acknowledge you and I hear you. And I'm going to let you talk yourself out. And then I'm going to hear my intuition now. You're going to go that way. <laughs> yep that is a lot about how my emotional release has happened just let, let's express it let's feel it get it out and then there's always that wisdom underneath it it's like the energy just wants to be seen and heard and let out and truly felt when I actually feel what's up, coming up and really allow myself to feel it like if it's shame really feeling ashamed or if I feel like a disappointment 
really allow myself to feel these feelings you don't necessarily want to feel but when i really really feel that like what does that feel like in my body it's like the emotion just goes nine times out of ten i mean sometimes you go through a dark night of the soul and you know it's a bigger thing but most of the time if i really just allow it to be seen and heard in whatever way writing it down feeling it it really it really helps transmute it and and just because we all want to be loved we all want to be seen we all want to be heard and that's what the ego wants that's what the the emotions want too and for me the biggest shift for looking at the ego yeah it's not this bad guy it's here to protect us but it's also here so we know when we're not in alignment with that higher self if we were completely aligned with that higher self 100 percent of the time we wouldn't grow we wouldn't grow and like you said we need this duality that includes the ego and all these emotions and to love that because that is our sign to tune inward during these cycles. Take a look at what's that, that emotion that's coming up and to maybe not in that moment, but pivot, have those conversations. What mm-hmm. is working for me? What isn't working for me? But if we just felt rainbows and butterflies all the time, where, what would we be doing? We wouldn't be growing. Well, and, and you're heading towards a massive crisis or you're on a lot yes. of vacation. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Yep. Yep. That, yep. <laughs> likely it's likely one of those things because yeah women are not meant to be moving in one direction necessarily like they're we we ebb and flow we go through and this is a very necessary part of grounding all the energy on earth and grounding the energy for men as well so that they can you know continue being masculine and um and we could share that and it doesn't have to be you know the feminine absolutely should not be associated with like hyper emotionality because i've just found that not to be at all true um i have actually found the masculine to be much more sensitive and much more emotional than the feminine but we have these bursts of emotional energy um and so that's where it kind of comes out as like and then it's associated with the menstrual cycle and whatnot um but again we need to listen to that and go okay so what have i been ignoring what have i been ignoring over and over great example of this is like I dated this, this guy for eight years in my early twenties and into my mid twenties. And, um, and every single PMS, every single period, I'm just getting, Oh, this guy is just terrible. He's just awful. Remember all these things that he did. And like these things that he said over and over and over again, I would break up with him. So like, I swear to God, we broke up. Like I, I think about 14 times in eight years and it was always around my period. And so I just kept telling myself, Oh, it's just my period it's just my period. And finally, the closer that I got to my Saturn return, which is the 28, 29 years old, for those that don't know, is like, that's when I was like, oh my God, I missed the message the whole time. Like the whole time I was like, you know, and it, so it just compiled and compiled and compiled. So my menstrual cycle got worse and the messaging got heavier and heavier and heavier until you know until one day i was able to wake up and actually hear what was going on yep very i've very similar story same time in my life chronic menstrual issues mostly just chronic yeast infections and utis same relationship wasn't listening my body was just like excuse excuse me excuse me and then it would get louder and louder and finally after i ended up leaving that relationship within two weeks my body was completely healed. That was over six, seven years ago. 
your vulva will literally reject yeah. them. Yes. Like literally reject them in any way that it can. And it did. <laughs> not expanding like the length of the vaginal canal. Like if it doesn't expand, that's when we experience pain during yeah. sex. And, you know, when we're getting UTIs every single time that we have sex so in our menstrual cycle is just so bad. It's, it's your womb, your vulva, your canal is literally just like, get out stop coming in here <laughs> yep and i and I, that was my experience was like i would be yelling at my body could we just like get it together could we act normal but that was my start of this journey to learning and literally that relationship in my body sparked me to want to start this podcast that to help other people you're in women your body's not in the way your emotions are in the way i promise you they are there helping you. They're guiding you. That is, that is you, the bigger you. So yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank, <laughs> I think on that note, um, was there anything else, Alicia, that you wanted to say today that you feel called to your heart that you want to share before we start to, to wrap the show up for today? Yeah, I guess for everybody that like might be listening at any time, there's a lot of resources about this stuff. And so I've personally made a couple of free courses on Udemy and you can find those on my website, wildmoonsacredcycles.com. And so I have a free course about learning about the moon cycle. And so it's specifically moon ceremonies. And then I have another one called spiritual menstruation. And it teaches you specifically about your, your spirituality and your menstrual cycle, how they're linked up and, and how to use them for each other kind of a thing. So for anybody that doesn't have the funds or, you know, the motivation to spend the funds. It's like, here's a couple of resources that you can just go and get some of that information, see if it resonates with you, see if it's like, I feel like there's something there for me. So go and take advantage of that. I've made that for everyone, you know, just to be able to dip their toe in the water of that and see if it feels good. I love it. I love it. I know a lot of listeners are going to want to learn more. So thank you for sharing and all those, the show notes, the links will be in the show notes for you guys to just click away. And finally, thank you so much for coming on here and sharing your heart and your wisdom with us today. How may we, as the listeners, it's a huge act of gratitude, be of service for you in return today? You know, this is my pattern in life that I have such a hard time receiving. <laughs> this question just like brings it up for me big time. And I'm like, no, no, I'm here to give. I'm not here to receive anything. Um, so... I mean, honestly, I guess follow me on Instagram and interact with me there. That was, that's probably the only thing that I can, that I can possibly think of. Um, yeah. And I'd love to see, I'd love to see anybody there. I have lots of good stuff on there. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, I know it's, it always throws off the guests and it threw me off too. When I was thinking, and I'm like, that's what a good way we, we are so passionate about what we do to be able to feel to receive because I know so many podcasts, my intuition has spoke through me and, and you follow up. So if you guys felt really called to follow up and learn more, make sure to connect with her online, try the free Udemy classes, whatever feel aligned to you, or maybe share it with a loved one. Because mm -hmm. if you kept thinking of a sister, a friend or whomever that might need to hear this, you never know, you never know, because that's your intuition that's speaking through you. And that's that, that's why I started this show too, was to help. I was so inspired and, and got so much wisdom from this these free resources. I followed up when I felt aligned. And that's when I started my journey 
And I knew that one day I was here to help give my medicine back to the world. So if you guys feel that spark of intuition, like we were saying, this is a little test for you to keep following through. But thank you so much for coming on the show. It was so wonderful to talk to the fellow witch about cycles and the moon and menstruation. And yeah, it was a beautiful experience. Yeah, thanks very much for having me. It was great. You're welcome.